Oh, sports fans, and thank you for joining me here on Sports Box today. I am your host, Jude, as always. And today we're going to be talking about the New York Jets. Now, the New York Jets, on paper, look like an excellent team. Well, I wouldn't say an excellent team, but they definitely look like a playoff contending team. But when you see them in reality, they're not the same team on paper. And I'm going to start with last offseason, and we're going to start with uh, the signing of former Miami coach Adam Gase. Now, I think fans could tell by the introductory press conference that their season was over. I mean, he looked completely lost in the press conference. He was just not there. But besides signing a new coach who looked completely out of it, uh, they had some pretty key signings that looked pretty good at first. I mean, they signed star running back Le'Veon Bell um, on a four-year, $52 million contract. They also got four-time Pro Bowler linebacker C.J. Mosley, who was around the league probably one of the better linebackers at the time. And not only did they get st uh, star talent from free agency, they also got some great draft picks who were coming in from previous years, starting with the rookie sensation from the 2018 draft class, Sam Donald out of USC. And the year before that, they had the sixth-round draft pick, Jamal Adams, from LSU. Now, all this together looks like an excellent team, but I, I think the reason why the Jets have had problems in the first off is because there's no leader. Um and I think that starts with the head coach. You know, you, you look at Adam Gase this year, and halfway through the season, it looks like the team has practically given up on him. They look like they don't have any trust in him, and they don't believe that he's their guy. And, and that's a problem. I mean, you look at teams around the league. They have that guy that they look up to. And, for instance, last year, you could say the Patriots had a Brady-esque player. Um, there's a few other teams who have that guy that you know is your leader. And with this team, there's no leader. Nobody really came out and said, okay, I'm going to tell us what to do. And that's what the coach should do at first, but he didn't do anything to help. Um, now, like I said, they, 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 they weren't terrible last year. I mean, they finished 7-9, third in the AFC East, which isn't terrible, but that's what the Jets are so used to having that it is bad for them. They're such a mediocre team that 7-9 season is bad. I think they'd rather have an 8-8 eight eight season because that would almost be like a winning season for them. Um... But I, I think the main thing that focuses that we should focus on with this 7-9 record is that their offense was atrocious. I mean, they, they ranked 22nd or below on all offensive categories. Uh, I, significant ones, I should say. On all significant offensive categories, they ranked 22nd or below, which is terrible. Um, and one that I really want to point out quickly before we move on further is the running game. The running game was atrocious last year. I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell. Uh, probably a top three running back last year, uh, three years ago when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers before his little, you know, his little summer break for one season. Um, he, he was arguably a top three running back. Some would even say the best running back in the league. And this year he ran for under 800 yards. And to be specific, he ran for 789 yards. Only, only had three touchdowns and his longest rush was 19 yards. And in a one stat that I really want to point out is that he averaged 52.6 yards a game. 52.6. I mean, as a running back, as the leading running back, 52.6 is not getting you anywhere. I mean, you're not you're not really running the football. You're not consistent. And it showed. It showed that the, the lack of consistency was there for uh, the New York Jets running game. But not only was it Le'Veon Bell who struggled. I mean, they were 31st in rushing last year. I mean, they, they got Ty Montgomery, which was another free agent signing out of uh, Green Bay a few years ago. And well, I wouldn't consider Tom Montgomery one of the best runners by any chance, but I do think he was a good receiving back. But even in New York, he really did not show any signs of life. Um, 
So yeah, Le'Veon Bell, Ty Montgomery, the whole running committee, you know, just really didn't show up. And I think that's a thing that plays into the next factor, which is Sam Darnold's he, his struggles, you know, and uh, starting off with Sam Darnold's just overall performance, he wasn't terrible. Okay, I mean, he threw for over three thousand yards. He had he had nineteen touchdowns. He had thirteen interceptions. and an interception percentage of two point six, which is lower than last year, which is good. Um, but really, the the big struggle for Sam Darnold is one, he didn't play the full season. He he was out for a few games, um, and one of the main reasons because he was sacked thirty three times. I mean. This offensive line, as I've shown you with the running game already, is atrocious and just terrible. Like, they they, they are not able to sustain for they, – they cannot – they're not sustainable for a whole game. And that's a problem, especially as a quarterback or a running back, because as Sam Darnold, a guy who has 2.5 seconds to throw the ball, he averages 2.5 seconds to throw the ball. I mean, that's like I – mean, usually a luxury is to have six seconds. So I'm not expecting him to get six seconds, but 2.3 seconds – 2.5 seconds this year – um, I mean, how, how do you expect to get anything done in 2.5 seconds? And that, that's the problem with both the running game and that problem, that 2.5 seconds is leading to the problems in the running and passing game. He doesn't have time to throw the ball. His completion percentage is up with 61.9, but he just doesn't have time to be able to throw the ball to his receivers. And that's a problem because how are you going to win games when you cannot protect your quarterback, right? Um, and like I said, so 2.5 seconds, 33 times sacks. It's just a recipe for a disaster, basically. And there's no way they are going to... They're going to have to fix the offensive line. That's what I'm trying to point out with the running back struggling, with the running back struggling and the Sam Darnold having his struggles so far in his career is the offensive line is not there. Now, I will admit they do run a lot of play action. And I've I've been noticing that they run a little too much play action. Um, They run play action RPOs. Now, obviously, they're a West Coast scheme. So... Really, they try to go for the long passes, so play action is notable in that West Coast scheme. He had 96 passing attempts from play action this season, which which isn't too bad. Um, he had 32 from the RPO. But the, the thing I really do want to point out, he's not used to this scheme. He he in USC, while he he did run some play action, he was more of that you know he's going to step back, have some time, look around, you know, hit an open receiver. He's running 96 96 of his attempts this year were from play action. Now he had. He had over 400 passing attempts in general, but that's basically one-fourth of um, his passing attempts, and that's a lot for a guy that's not used to that type of scheme. So fix the offensive line and fix the, the offensive scheme. But that's not where the problem stopped for the New York Jets. And I think if everyone, if, if you're a football fan, you know the main reason I probably made this podcast, and that's because of a guy named Jamal Adams. Now, if you don't know who Jamal Adams is, I probably should educate you real quick. Jamal Adams is one of the best safeties in the NFL right now. Um, he had a career year this year. What do I mean a career year? Is, is a, these are really good numbers for a safety. He had one interception this year. He had 61 solo tackles. He had 75 combined tackles. He had 13 quarterback hits, which was a lot more than he had the year before. Um, he had seven pass deflections, two forced fumbles. Those were both lower than last year but do remember he was out for two games so obviously the stats are going to influctuate because you know he wasn't in but something really interesting is he only allowed 8.9 yards per reception i mean that's very good for a safety especially that the fact that he doesn't really play man coverage and then on when he was times target he only allowed 4.9 yards um and the biggest stat that i think that really just i think this exemplifies why he's such a good safety 
This dude only had four missed tackles last week. He had a he had a he had a missed tackle percentage of five point one, which was significantly less than last year when he had nine point four. I mean, th- this dude is a freak on the field, right? And I think we all saw it coming from LSU. He he can do whatever he wants. He's he's a great athletic player, and I think the big reason why he's the, why his name's been talked about is because he's gone to social media. He said in social media he doesn't want to play for the Jets. He practically lost all respect for Adam Gase. And I think that's something you have to address before anything happens else in the uh, front office with the fr- with the team. I think that is the biggest thing you have to discuss and figure out. Because when a player is unhappy in the NFL now, they are going to get traded. Do we know when? No. And I think that's the difference between the NBA and the NFL. In the NBA... Player, you can kind of tell when a player is going to get traded to a team. You know, you could tell when a player, you could tell, we can go back to a few off scenes ago when LeBron was going to go Lakers. There were weeks leading up to that where you could tell, okay, LeBron's going to go to the Lakers. But in the NFL, it's a little different. I mean, trades just happened out of nowhere. At the blink of the eye, you were just like, wow, Stephon Diggs is now a Buffalo Bill. Um, and so obviously, like I said, Jamon's could be traded at any point, And I think he will be traded. Now, his destinations vary. I mean, there's a few teams, the AFC and NFC. I'm not going to get into that in this podcast because obviously that's a whole different topic where he wants to go. But I think you need to figure this out before anything because he doesn't want to play for you guys. Adam Gase wants him to play for you. So you're going to have to figure out, you're going to have to trade him. That's what I'm trying to say. You're going to have to trade him. Depending on what you get is the bigger question. Are you going to get a first round, a first and second? That That's all up to how you guys want to manage that. But you're going to need to have to figure out the situation before you want to get anything else. Because this is the thing looming your, this is like looming your team right now, right? Yeah, I mean, it, everyone, when you think about the Jets, you're like, oh, where is Jamal Adams going? So if you figure out that Jamal Adams, then you could build from the inside. You could start to rebuild that offensive line. You could start fixing up your schemes on offense. And then finally, the, the, the Jets season is over, okay? I don't know when the football scene is going to happen. I don't even know if we'll have an NFL season this year, right? But I do know one thing for sure. Jamal Adams will not be on the field for the New York Jets. Um, and that also means that the New York Jets will be one of the worst teams next year. And I, I fully believe it. They, they're they going to have to take another year. Look, the draft's already passed, okay? They, they've they've drafted their rookies. They've taken free agents. They didn't, they didn't make a lot of noise in either of those categories. But I know one thing for certain. Their season's over for now. They're, they're, they could play the season. They don't have to play a season. They're going to get a top 10 pick again. They're going to have to make key moves the following year. Look, Le'Veon Bell might not be on that team in one or two years, right? Depending on how he plays this year, we don't know if he could be on the team in the 2021 season. So they're going to have to figure out Le'Veon Bell. They're going to just have to figure out a lot of logistics because right now this team is not even close to a seven-win team again. I mean, they're not. They won seven games this year, and they had a lot of drama. And especially with Jamal Adams leaving, they're not anywhere close to a seven-win team. So this year's a bust. You're going to have to build on to next year. Free agency is going to be very important next year as well as the draft. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. I know this was a little bit of a late one. I know I was supposed to do it earlier this week. But next up, we'll be talking about Cam Newton. Is it really that good of a move to the Patriots? Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off.